The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom to one. And this is Meaningful Living, a community to make parenting and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. Every week, we talk to experts, parents, and answer your questions to share the practical tips and real side of parenting we all need. Because when you remove the doubt, fear, and stress from everyday decisions, you create more time for the meaningful moments. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Today, we're talking to the one and only Gabby Bernstein, the New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and host of Dear Gabby podcast, People She's Amazing. This episode is a great one for anyone. We talk through her new book, Happy Days, which is amazing, why it's so, so important for us to face our past, to tackle our future with confidence, really how to be less reactive in all of our relationships and with ourselves and how to break free from our negative self-talk and, you know, those feelings of just not feeling good enough or being enough, which we know is so heightened in parenthood. So we know you'll get a lot out of this one and be hooked to Gabby just like we were. And as always, if you like this conversation, please tell your friends and leave us a review. It's really the best way to support the show and you are our village and we are so grateful. So here's Gabby. We've just so enjoyed your books and and so we've been so excited to have you on our podcast. Listen, I'm so happy to be here and I love to speak to people who are open to these conversations and ready to go big. Yes. Thank you. We're ready to go big, especially in parenthood. So I think we want to start off with, mm-hmm. honestly, we all know that feeling of just not feeling good enough or pretty enough or smart enough. And I think that in parenthood, it's a time that it's kind of put on steroids because you're in this new territory and there's so much judgment. There are so many different types of parents, types of kids, different temperaments, and we're in a completely uncharted territory. So so, so much of it is that we don't actually know and we're totally off kilter. And I think it's definitely a time when those feelings come up a lot, as does a lot of other stuff in parenthood. And I think that that's really what we want to talk about is kind of how do you break through that? Cool. How do you not lose yourself in that process? What do you do when you're feeling that way? So I think maybe yeah. the natural place to start is when we're struggling with not feeling enough. Have you struggled with not feeling enough? What are those moments look like and what can we do? Yeah, I I actually, interestingly, I've, I, I've, I've written this latest book, Happy Days, right? And it's the guided path from trauma to profound freedom and inner peace. But it's like a secret parenting book because it it's is. really about reparenting yourself. And there literally is a chapter called Reparenting Yourself where I take Dan Siegel's work and I really put it on ourselves, that parenting work, and I put it on ourselves. And the reason that I think it's sort of a required reading for parents, like, you know, they always say like, oh, you you, you need that book to walk out the door when you have your child. Like, this is it, I think, because it's not just about what you can do for your kid or to your kid or with your kid. It's about how you show up. It's about the presence that you provide. It's about the sense of safety and security and helping the child feel seen and soothed. And you can't necessarily do that with ease for a child if you have not been able to do that for yourself. And most of us did not get the healthiest secure attachment with our own parents. 
And so therefore, we've built up all of these different forms of protection to protect against the impermissible feeling of being unworthy and unlovable. And we become parents and boom, there it is. It's right there, all the stuff that we didn't get. Even in the commitment to show up for our kids, the kids will just bring it out. Bring it out, straight out. That chapter was, I was like, if there's one thing for parents to read, it has to be this chapter. And I think we hear so much on Instagram and all about reparenting, but I don't think we actually fully know sometimes like, what does that mean or what can we do? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the actionable thing we can do? The absolute most valuable thing that we can do is establish a connection to our own internal parent. So in this book, I, I share a lot about the therapeutic processes that help me get myself out of my historical trauma and to freedom and inner peace, straight up. And one of the methods in the book that's most profound and so profound that I went on to go get trained in it and, and study it is internal family systems therapy. And IFS is not designed, it's not about family. It's about your inner family. Recognizing that we have these little child inner children that have been like exiled and shut down and locked up. And then we have these protector parts that have been managing the shit out of those child parts, right? So like, no, 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 I can never feel that child's experience again of the trauma or the shame or the inadequacy. So I'm going to work over it, or I'm going to drink over it, or I'm going to be perfect over it, or I'm going to be the best parent so I don't have to feel it. I'm going to be, 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 do, 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 run, 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 run. And these are all these different parts of ourselves that we built up to protect ourselves from those impermissible child parts. But we all have the internal parent called self with a capital S. And that self is the calm, courageous, undamaged, adult-resourced part of who we are that has this grounded steadiness that is always curious and creative and compassionate and calm and committed and connected. We all have it. So what we need to do is allow ourselves through the books, through a practice like this book or through deeper therapy or whatever it is, establish a greater connection to that self-energy and let that self-energy be the first responder internally. So rather than letting all the like the addiction be the first responder or the reactivity be the first responder when we feel feelings, let self be that first responder. So responding from inner compassion, responding to our, ourselves with curiosity, responding to the moments when, okay, you're super triggered because the, you know, your kid didn't get into school or you're super triggered because your kid's having tantrums or you're just triggered in general because you're alive right now. And you notice yourself run to the refrigerator or you notice yourself, you know, pick up the drink or you notice yourself go back to work and get everything done. What if instead you took a moment and you just said, curiously, what do I notice about how I'm feeling right now? What do I know about that experience inside? And what does it need? Just show up for that internal condition the same way you would want to show up for your child. This is a lot, and it's obviously super developed in the book, but by developing these practices for self-soothing, self-regulating, restoring your energy back to a sense of safety, asking yourself curious questions, soothing yourself in the moment, you begin to establish 
the relationship of your internal parent to all of these child parts that have been running the show. And if you can do that and you can get there, it will change the way you parent forever. Because I know that when I'm activated, I have to tend to my inner children before I can tend to my child. Not that I would like leave my kid hanging, but if I'm activated, the best way I can show up for him is to down, you know, downregulate, <laughs> is to slow it down, to bring it down, to care for myself. As any mom can tell you, diaper changes are part of our daily lives. I spend a lot of time, I mean a lot of time, changing diapers, thinking about diapers, checking on diapers, you name it, which is why we are so excited to partner with Pampers. Your baby's skin is so delicate and you want to make sure you're protecting it by keeping it dry and healthy. Well, I cannot recommend Pampers Swathers enough. They're absorbent even for overnight wear. Yay for no middle of the night leaks, which is so key. I mean, we all want one less mess and more sleep. And with their amazing absorbency, pamper swaddlers, wick away wetness and mess to help protect your baby's skin and keep your little ones feeling dry and happy. Keeping your baby's skin healthy requires a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet and Pampers gives you that trusted protection. Pamper swaddlers have been a game changer for us. The absorbency means healthy skin and less diapers overall, which is just a win-win. Once you try them, you'll see why Pampers are the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Whether you're a mom of three or a mom-to-be, you'll love how Pampers keeps your baby or toddler dry and comfortable. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diaper and wipes purchase. You will love them. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey, friend, it's Cami Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. In these past four years with my kids, I have learned so much more about myself in these parenting phases and, and obviously going through lots of therapy as well. But it's so interesting that you say that those moments of being triggered because those are the moments where you check in with yourself and you're like, whoa, okay, this is something that I'm going to need to work on because I didn't even realize it was there until just now. And, and the reparenting is such a real thing. And Jess and I actually just talked about it in a recent podcast because my daughter said, she's four, and she said, mommy, I don't feel pretty. And it was just obviously like a dagger to my heart. And she is, she's so emotionally aware. I mean, my husband and I are, are very emotionally aware and we try and, and practice it with our kids, but she's on another level, like was just born with it. But in that moment, I was also so, it was a trigger for me. And, and I had to tell her the things that myself needed to hear. And it was just this like full circle moment. And so, I, I mean, I can so relate with everything that you're just saying and your book and, and it's, it's so good to practice this. And I, I'm seeing it more and more in just day-to-day things with my kids, even just 
as we're making breakfast and, and things go awry and, and I'm just like, I want to do it perfectly. And I'm like, why do I want to do this perfectly? What, who am I, why am I trying to prove this? And, and so it's, it's very cool to look back. And I think I've done probably the most self-work in my life just with having kids. It's not what I expected. It's required. It's required. You know, there was this period in 2020, and I read about this in the, the ninth chapter of the book called Reparenting Yourself. And in 2020, we're all home with our kids and we're having the challenge of working and parenting and all of that. And I've got Peppa Pig on repeat and all of that's happening with my two-year-old at the time. And so I was writing this book, Happy Days, at the same time. And I started checking in with myself and doing all this personal growth work and developing all my understandings of all the different therapies I'd used so I could share about it. And I'd had this stack of Dan Siegel parenting books next to my bed that I hadn't cracked open yet. And I was like feeling a lot of, you know, real need to show up for my kid at this time when the world is crazy. So I started reading the books and I was like, these are amazing tools. So I started immediately sharing them and using them with my son making sure he was seen, soothed, safe, and secure, and just applying all the methods of connect and redirect. And then very quickly, I was like, wait a second. First, I was like, no one ever did this with me. You know, Ali is a lucky dude. And then I thought, well, why can't I do it with me? Why can't I do it with me right now? And I started to really tap into that energy of self with a capital S and ask myself daily, how do I need to be seen? How can I soothe myself today? How can I create a safe environment for myself today? And how can that make me feel secure in my own system? And that process is shared in that chapter. And it was extraordinarily profound for me, for my husband, for my son, for my team. Because if I am caring for myself the same way that I would care for my son, then one, he reaps even more benefits because it's not what we do, it's how we be for our children. It's not what we say. Yes, what we say and what we do does have an effect on them, but they are sponges. They're picking up our energy all day, every day. So making my reparenting my first parenting method has been profound. It's so beautifully said, the way you said that. And so true and so fitting and and something i i often think about are like what are things these are things that i can be doing but what are things that i should avoid doing as a parent to yeah i i don't want them to feel like all the things that i felt growing up i'm not enough i'm i'm not this i'm not that and obviously i think you probably just answered it but are there things specifically to really avoid doing in front of our kids? Yeah. So when we parent, if we, this is, this is according to, I actually interviewed Dan Siegel a few weeks ago. So this is really present for me. And I'm like, you know, on speed dial with Dr. Becky and like, you know, talking to Dr. Eliza and like all these people are just like, I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. And what I've learned from these profoundly important, valuable child psychologists and, and authors is that and it's also actually a belief system that I've carried even before I became a parent because I knew that I wanted to parent like this. That, you know, and it's also it's also so valuable to recognize that when we do our own work on ourselves and establish that safety within, 
work through those triggers, we will be less activated when our child is activated. And in the presence of our steadiness, in the presence of our inner safety and security, we have the power to energetically regulate the child. They're always regulating with our energy. And we're always bonding with them. But we have to remember that it's not just what we say and do, it's how we feel. So the more we make the commitment to undo our old historical child traumas, the more we will not project them out. The more we will be at ease when we see them have their experiences. Because this is the thing, we can't protect them from their experiences, but we can do is create a safe sense of security in their world. And if they have that safe sense of security in their world, they have resilience. And that resilience is what will carry them for the rest of their life. So it doesn't mean that they won't have experiences of feeling like they're not pretty or experiences like they don't think they're good enough or whatever their teachers told them or their kids in the school told them. But if they have that sense of safety, security, they know that they're sued, they know that they're they're seen, then they will almost automatically feel that steadiness and resilience through these difficult experiences that all humans have. Whereas if you don't have that strong attachment bond with your parent, with a parent or one or more, then you don't feel there's a safe place to go in that crisis. You internalize it, you develop a protection around it, and you don't feel like it can be fully processed and allowed. But when we put their feelings and emotions and safety and their security and their and seeing them at all above all else, they know that it's safe to move through something and come out the other side. And they also know there's a safe place to go to help them process it. So this is actually really important. When they come to us because they feel safe with us to process something, the energy we bring to that process of helping them move through something is very important. Because if we're triggered in their trigger, it without realizing it is just sort of a shame spiral, right? It's like our shame gets picked up by their shame and it just creates more shame. And so that's why we need to have the practices for working through our childhood shame, trauma, triggers, all of it, so that we don't bring that when they come to us. It's big. Hi, it's Jess here to tell you about a great health show. On Healthy Conversations, listeners receive expert insight into the challenges and trends transforming healthcare from cancer treatment lumpectomy, radiation therapy, you know, five years of tamoxifen. That was done to prevent five-year and 10-year recurrences, even though the likelihood of recurrence for someone with early-stage breast cancer was really small. But we couldn't find the needle in the haystack. Everybody gets the same treatment for the 5% of people for whom they might recur. To advances in genetics. We need to dispel some myths, myths such as your genes determine your health, and there's nothing you can do about it if you have a certain genetic background. And this is not true in the vast majority of cases. To the bright future of healthcare. It's a real time for innovation to reset and reimagine healthcare from intermittent reactive sick care to a future that's continuous, proactive, anytime, anywhere, bringing us better outcomes at lower costs and bringing better health equity all around the planet. 
hosted by Dr. Daniel Kraft, a Stanford and Harvard trained physician scientist, inventor, and entrepreneur. The show is presented by CVS Health, a leading healthcare innovation company. Healthy Conversations introduces the accomplished leaders and visionaries working to transform health systems. Healthy Conversations releases audio and video episodes. Subscribe, listen, and enjoy today wherever you find your podcasts. Now let's get back to our conversation. My brain's going a mile, a mile a minute right now. I have so many, so many questions, but this is hitting so hard for so many reasons. I think first thing is the space that I do with kids is all about feeding. And so in feeding, there is such an importance about consistency and showing up in a calm way. And I think feeding is a place where we bring a lot of our own stuff to the dinner table, right? So whether it's some degree of disordered eating or fear that we project on our kids of, is my kid too small? Is my kid too big? Is my kid going to be too fat? Whatever it may be that a lot of that stuff comes from how we grew up. And I think that we have this really awesome opportunity as parents now that we get to do it differently. And we get to raise this next generation Mm -hmm. of kids that has a better relationship with themselves and has a better relationship with food. And I think it really is all interconnected in such a bigger way than I think we think about. I see that all day long. Almost the number one question I get is, I am really picky myself or I have an eating disorder, had an eating disorder or some degree of disordered eating and I don't want to pass it on to my kid. How do I not pass it on? And the answer always is, is that we have to help. We have to work with you. We have to help you heal because when you can show up in a way that's in a healthier way for yourself, you're not projecting it onto your kid. And when there's all of that almost anxious energy around it, your kid picks up on it. Even if we don't say a word, they know what's happening. They're so smart. Yes. Jessica, you're, de- you're really echoing what I'm saying, which is perfect. It's like, if we don't take care of our side of the street first, then we will pass on the historical trauma. And that trauma goes way back as conscious parents sitting here right here right now listening and talking. We have a responsibility to show up for our inner world so that we can end the cycle. Because if someone, if a parent is coming to you, Jessica, saying, I have this eating disorder, well, that's their mom and their dad's trauma that was projected onto them that created their storyline and this storyline. So it's not just necessarily like, you know, eating disorder, eating disorder. It could be just unresolved trauma to some form of addictive pattern. And that has to be your highest priority is really getting yourself to safety so that you can be a safe presence for your child. The more work we do on ourselves, the more we benefit our children. It's our presence is our power. Look, if you haven't done all the work on yourself and you're still working on yourself and you're still feeling, but you're practicing all these principles, excellent, you know, excellent. You're, you're trying, you're working hard to make sure you're seeing your child, you're soothing them, all of it. But at the end of the day, if we don't make our personal inner world our highest priority, then every relationship in our life will be affected by it. The children, the husband, the partners that are working with us, the employees, the employers, the friends. It's just... It's just it, Unresolved trauma shows up in the way we live, in the way we parent, in the way we eat, in the way we sleep, in the way we brush our teeth, in the way we mow the lawn, in the way we talk right here, right now. I mean, the more work I do on this spiritually and and in therapeutic practices, uh, the more I can see it in everyone, 
like, oh my God, that person's like, you know, trying so hard to to be seen because they're trying to protect themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're working so, so hard right now. Oh my God, okay. I want to just soothe them and tell them that they're good enough, you know, but that has to come from within ourselves. And that's that's the steps in this book. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Like the best parenting book I want to hand out is Happy Days because it's reparent Completely. you. Completely. And I think that's the part people can tell you all of the different things like, okay, so when you're sleep training, here's things to do. And when you're feeding, here's things to do. But you can't show up in the right way unless you've really understood how you're actually showing up and really Happy Days walks you through how you're showing up. Haley, I'm sure you have so many questions about this. I know this is what you love talking about. So many questions. And and I feel like I, I get kind of geeked out over this kind of stuff because I'm so fascinated by it. And also I think when I see the bigger picture of it and I see parents like both of you and so many parents listening here right now, because I know every parent listening wants to be a better parent. I think we we all do. And, and that's why we're here. But we all want to raise emotionally aware, kind, empathetic, loving kids to go out into this world and make the world a better place. I want our kids to know how to have conversations and to know how to deal with any kind of conflict and and then have that be reflected on such bigger scales in our world. And I, it's such a domino effect, but I get so almost emotional seeing stuff like this and and how important your book Happy Days is to educate all of us because we need to see this and we need to to help our kids be better people to go into this world and and make it a better place. And those children that live and grow up in a secure, safe environment emotionally. Not just, you know, okay, your bed is made and you're eating food, but emotionally safe and secure. The more those children live in that environment, the greater of an impact of peace we bring to the future. And so it starts with us, not just with what we do for them, but how we vibrate. It's all a vibration. If we're showing up with terror and fear and trauma and triggers and we haven't, that's fine. That's totally going to happen. But keep repairing with yourself. You know, they say like, oh, you fuck up with your kid, go repair quickly. The same with yourself, you know, like you fall off of the wagon, you pick up a drink or you, you know, get out of control and spiral, go back to that practice, go back to that book, come back to this podcast, keep coming back and create that inner resilience so that you can be a presence of power, steadiness, safety, and security for everyone around you, especially your children. Completely. If you're an iced coffee or cold brew lover like me, listen up. How good does cold brew on tap sound to you? Wandering Bear is the absolute best cold brew you can get when leaving your house. They make this incredibly smooth, rich, chocolatey tasting cold brew, and they put it in a box with a tap like box wine. The box keeps it fresh and makes it so convenient for you to fill up your cup in the morning. It's like having a fancy coffee shop in your refrigerator. I'm not kidding. It's amazing. Wandering Bear is our go-to for cold brew. It's 100% organic, super strong, extra smooth. What more could you want from a coffee? Bryce, does mommy like iced coffee and cold brew? Yeah. Yeah. Us moms are always looking for a midday pick-me-up, and this is our favorite. This coffee has made me obsessed with cold brew. They have six different flavors to choose from, from straight black, vanilla, caramel, mocha, hazelnut, and even decaf. The hazelnut is my personal favorite, but I really love them all. But wait, 
I haven't even gotten to the best part yet. Wandering Bear is all organic, all sugar-free, all dairy-free. They offer subscriptions so you'll never run out of coffee and it's a way better price per cup versus the daily coffee shop run. This cold brew is extra strong so it'll help you power through whatever you need. Each glass is basically equivalent to having two espresso shots, but it tastes so smooth you wouldn't even know. Big energy with no bitter bite. Wandering Bear is a small company, so you're also supporting a growing business, which we love with each cup of coffee, which is just incredible. Get 20% off your order with code living at wanderingbear.com. Again, that's 20% off your order with code living at wanderingbear.com. Now let's get back to the episode. you talked about in this book and you said it earlier of getting rid of things that don't serve you, right? Like really working to, to be intentional with those things. I think a lot of things that parents feel in parenthood is anxiety. I think anxiety comes up a lot. And you talked about Dr. Lisa a few minutes ago. One of the things she always says is put your hand on your heart before you're responding, just to kind of calm your nervous system down. But for any parents out there that feel that, anxiety is a big barrier to them being present to something happening or that's taking up their mind. Do you have any strategies that you recommend? Yeah. The heart hold is excellent. Aliza and I went really nerdy on this in her podcast. And there's there's so many practices in the book that I share that are somatic practices for grounding your energy in the moment. Because yes, the inner work is you know, it's it's heavy lifting and we want to do it in therapy and we want to take our time and we don't want to rip off the Band-Aid too quickly. But what can we do to soothe our energy in the moment when we're activated? And so, yes, I'll start with what Elisa's talking about. It's a Jinjiutsu hold. I, I might be pronouncing it strangely, but it's a heart hold. And so you'd place, you know, your right or left hand on your heart and your other hand on your belly and you just ground yourself because this hold in itself creates a steadiness and safety in your system. You can tap, like a practicing EFT, emotional freedom technique, you can tap on this one point on your hand that's an energy meridian that calms your nervous system. And it's between your pinky and your ring finger. It's known as the gamut point. And you tap there and you can just say to yourself silently or out loud, I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. You can do a head hold, hand on your head, other hand on your heart, Holding that is another stabilizing hold. You can breathe in for two strokes, out for one. It sounds like this. <sighs> you guys can do it with me right now. Feels good, right? It does. All of this so does. Good. That is something you can teach your, teach your children all of this. Another great one to teach your children is a mudra and a mantra. Your, pinky, your, your thumb to your pointer finger, your thumb to your middle finger, your thumb to your ring finger, and your thumb to your pinky finger. And you would repeat the mantra with each tap. Peace begins with me. Peace begins with me. So you tap your pointer finger to your thumb. Peace, middle finger to your thumb begins ring with pinky me. Teach your kids that. Oh, I like these. I, I love that. The thing about the somatic things that always just, yeah, they blow my mind because it's like we're so in our brain that we don't realize how far out of our body we are in that moment, right? Like how, and just doing a couple simple things brings us back to the moment. And when we get back to the moment, that's when we can show up as our best selves. And they're such simple tricks, but they work so well. If your kids see you do that in the moment, so they see mommy's freaking out, but instead of 
throwing the pan on the floor as she puts her hand on her heart, you know, or they see mommy's freaking out and we all together do peace begins with me. Or we actually, I think Ollie, he's three. He's ready for that. I can do that with him now. <gasps> totally so exciting. The peace begins with me. If if you, you know, you, you they see you're doing the breath, they're going to copy you. They do what you do. So do it in front of them, with them. Bring them in on it. The other day, Jess was telling me to go actually practice the deep breath in front of our four-year-old Liv because you had done it with Bryce and you had said, mommy just needs a minute. And then you physically turned around and took your deep breaths. And, and we were having a moment, like Liv was having a, a meltdown. And and I was like, oh, I need to regulate myself. And so I was like, I'm going to pull out Jess's trick. <laughs> so I was like, Liv, I'm just going to need a minute. minute. Mommy needs to step aside and take some deep breaths. And I just turned around and it's like, <sighs> and took these very deep breaths. Mm-hmm. And she watched me do it. And she was like, okay, I need to do that too. And literally did the same thing. And then she told Tyler, my husband about it later. And it was just this, it was a magic trick. It was a complete magic trick. And it did selfishly help regulate me because in that moment I was like, whoa, I need to control this because this is not going to be good. I'm not going to be my best self. So what I do, I take Dr. Becky's advice. I bring them into a small space. We have very big rooms in our house. So rather than being in the big space where he has to put all of his big energy everywhere, I bring him into a small space and bring him close and hold him close. And just the first thing is just breathing myself so I can breathe with him. Am I perfect every time? No. Most of the time it's good. What do we do when we're not perfect? We fuck up and we repair. (laughs) We come back and we say, mommy was a little stressed out there. Sorry I was yelling at daddy. Look, mommy and daddy are having a nice cug now. Mommy and daddies can have some fights, but we can also really love each other too. And it's and that's really important too because it shows you your kids that you're human. You said something earlier about repairing. You said not only with them, but with yourself, I think you said. And that was really resonating with me. Like, oh, even just having that conversation with self of it's okay. That's okay that that happened. What? How do you repair things with yourself? Compassion self-compassion towards the parts of me that got activated. So this is all the IFS work and I've been doing it for years in my own ways and now bringing it even deeper with this internal family systems and deepening it in this book. But it's soothing myself through compassion, caring for myself through calm energy, breath, seeing myself through curiosity. Oh, okay, Gabby, what, what what do you know about that part of yourself right now, Gabby? did this yesterday. I went and I spoke at this event and then like something about it triggered me and I, I didn't understand it. And I was sort of like doing what we do when we're triggered, which is like blaming others or deflecting or then self-criticizing. So there was a shame response, right? So I'm just pushing out or putting or directing back. And instead I started talking about it with my husband and using my tools. And I was like, okay, what do I notice about this feeling? And I noticed that it's in my chest and I noticed that it's feeling sort of inadequate the feeling of not being good enough. And what do I what do I know about that? Well, I know that's a feeling from when I was a kid growing up in a rich community and not having any money and feeling less than and feeling inadequate there and like I had to pretend I was something else. And what does it need? It needs to just sit here and talk to Zach about it and it needs to just be hugged and it needs to be acknowledged. Truly, 
yeah. and just allowed to speak up. And within a few minutes, I was just no longer triggered, no longer holding on to that shame, no longer blaming others, no longer judging myself, just back in my presence. Everything in this book is doing these types of methods and exercises for you, for yourself, and everybody else reaps the benefits of that. Completely. So profound, so simple, yet so profound. Gabby, we could talk to you forever. Everyone go get her book, Happy Days. It is incredible. It is a, yes, a parenting, I don't know if manifesto is the right word, a, a parenting handbook. It is amazing. And I think we can all learn such simple things so we can show up better for ourselves and then ultimately our kids. I thank you guys for what you're doing in the world because I think that this conversation with such an elevated curiosity and and personal devotion is so necessary for parents. And it is a major, it will continue to make a major impact on the world because when we put that inner parent first, we can show up at our highest capacity. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. It'd mean the world to us if you'd take a second to rate, review, and follow the show and tell your friends about it. It's the best way to support the show. And if you have any questions you want us to cover on the show, call our voicemail line at 866-444-FULL. We want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com for resources, courses, and to shop our favorites. Can't wait to see you next week. 